0: to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Hey, hey, it's Megan here. Welcome back to the show. We're going to dive into talking about client success plans today. And as we're chatting here together and you're taking some notes, Definitely get out pen and paper because I have so much to share with you. You're going to want to take down a lot of notes and then bring this back into your business. As I'm talking about client success plans, I want you to think about this from a place of a mutual success plan, meaning that a client success plan is not just something for the client, that the client is developing by themselves. That they are tracking by themselves without any help from the team, but it's mutual, meaning that you and your team of client success specialists or associate coaches or whatever you have in your education or coaching business, that you are working together. And the client success plan is a living, breathing document that all of the important stakeholders have access to in one central location at any given time. In fact, you would want your client to have the ability to even share this document so that perhaps their team can also access the document. So, what exactly is the purpose of a client success plan or in this case a mutual client success plan? What goes in it? What are we actually tracking and and why are we creating one? And how can we get the most out of utilizing mutual client success plans inside of our education and coaching-based programs? The, the biggest reason why we have client success plans, it's three main things you're gonna find on this. Um, you, Number one, you wanna align with your client's pain points. So you're finding out what their pain points are as soon as they are joining your program. In fact, you could actually develop The first iteration of a client success plan on a sales call with a client. So, your sales team also needs to be trained on how to build and develop client success plans. And then, of course, be able to hand that off to the person who is going to support the client inside the program, specifically in the onboarding phase. So, that's number one. We want to find out what the client's pain points are and we want to use their language when we are completing the client success plan. We don't want to use our language. We don't want to assume what their pain point is. We don't want to tell them what their pain point is. We want to use their language in the client success plan. Number two, we want to make sure that we understand our clients' desired outcomes, their bigger outcomes and goals for the end of the program. And then we also want to find out their, you know, smaller step-by-step success milestones and goals that they're going to have throughout the duration of the program. And then number three, which I kind of just mentioned, we want to decide on what the client success milestones are going to be. Now, you might be thinking, well, I have a lot of clients. I have tens of clients or perhaps you have hundreds of clients or you have thousands of clients and you have reached this point of being able to scale your coaching or education-based program. And so you might be thinking, how like how is this going to work for me? I can't put every single client on a client success plan. This really should be one of your biggest differentiators in terms of client experience inside your programs. The truth of the matter is, just because you have tens or hundreds or thousands of clients all joining the same program going through the same curriculum no two clients are going to be the exact same meaning two two people are going to have different use case values for what you're teaching them and what they're doing with it you're going to have folks with different learning styles different preferred processing styles they come in with a different set of values They come in seeing value or perceiving value in different ways. They are going to have different goals and they are going to want to reach their goals on their own personal timeline. Some clients are going to want to move very, very fast. Other clients are going to move at a more intermediate, medium speed. And then other clients are going to move very slowly. Also, There's no way that every single one of your clients coming in, especially if you have hundreds of thousands of clients, they don't all have the exact same variables that they're working with. You know, Sally has her own set of variables. Jane has her own set of variables. Mark has his. And not everybody is going to have identical variables. And there are certain things that we as leaders and coaching teams and success teams are not going to be able to control. So it's really important that as you are scaling and you are rapidly growing your coaching and education programs, that you are also continuing to develop your staff and your customer success and support team so that in a way, you don't have to call them this, but every single one of your clients is assigned Someone on your team and the client success department that's going to be, I don't love this language, but I think you'll understand it their case manager or their client concierge or their success coach. And that doesn't mean that they are having one on one coaching sessions with your clients, but they are the one who is having conversations with the client, supporting the client and building out the client success plan. And then also having check ins, whether that is quarterly or monthly or biweekly or weekly, you know, everybody is going to be a little bit different depending on your program. But that's going to be very important for retention, referrals, renewals, upselling your clients into other offers that you have. And then, of course, if those clients do exit, reactivating them later. So the client success plan is very, very critical especially now that clients have so many choices, they could be spending their time and their dollars in a lot of different education and coaching-based companies, and they are choosing yours. So it's very important that every stakeholder who should have access to the client success plan does have access to the client success plan. What we want to move away from that is very, very common in businesses. We want to move away from having a lot of different channels of communication between our internal team, between our clients, between our internal team and our clients, so on and so forth. So we don't want to have communication or notes on you know 10 different places. Like, Maybe you're doing some email back and forth with clients. That's one location. Maybe you're doing some back and forth texting using a cell phone. That's another one. Maybe you're doing some social media DMs with some of your clients and conversation is happening there. Perhaps you're using Slack. Maybe you have a CRM. Maybe you have some sort of other platform or software or technology that you are using. Maybe you've got some Google Docs, some Google Sheets. That's a lot to keep up with. And if we are using many different forms of communication, especially if you and different members of your team, you're all using different forms of communication, or you are all using your own way of taking notes and updating the progress of your clients, that is going to be really difficult for your internal team to all know what's going on with the client for you to... Um, and for your client to have access also to this documentation, so you want to have one access point, one document. You know, one of the easiest places may be having each one of your clients have their own Google Drive and their own Google uh, document that acts as their client' success plan, or it could be a Google spreadsheet, whatever you decide. I've done both in my business. I've had, both of those. Or maybe you have some sort of portal, some sort of platform where they log in with a username and password, and that's where they can access all of the communication that's happening, and they can access this one main document. And anyone on their team that they need to share it with would also be able to access it as well, if that makes sense for the style of program that you are running. And what that does is it ultimately helps to effectively collaborate and engage with both your internal team as well as your client it helps you share with your client what they should be focusing on in a particular stage of their journey and before that happens for every phase of their journey you want to make sure you are aligning with them on why you're here um what we came to do here what are your goals how can we be successful at this particular phase of the journey and what steps your client is to take. So you aren't just going to have one client success plan. You are actually going to have different client success plans based on the phase that the client is in in the customer journey. And just to give you an idea of what those phases are, you're going to have the initial client success plan during the onboarding phase. And I have shared many times on this show, and in a lot of my education that I provide on social media, that the onboarding process for a client inside of a program doesn't end until they hit their first significant result or milestone. And you want this to happen relatively quickly. So for most of you listening to this, your client should be able to hit a first goal or milestone within the first handful of weeks of being in your program. You know, a statistic that you will hear very often is that they should hit a significant milestone within the first 30 days of the program. And so you want to ensure that you are developing and building a program that sets your client up to achieve that particular result within the first 30 days. So that would be your first client success plan the next client success plan that you would build out with them remember this is a living breathing document that is going to change over time because we we really want that client success plan to change as they are hitting their goals and their milestones the second one would be during the adoption phase where you know it's we're beyond onboarding now and they are really getting into a groove and a cadence or an expansion of continuing to hit multiple milestones You know, over and over and over again, and and other results over and over and over again. And then you probably are going to have perhaps a third phase in your program. So, more than likely, there's going to be within one program, let's say three main phases. You know, I really like to think of onboarding as a beginning, middle, and end. Think of your program and the journey that someone is in in an individual program of yours so that it's got a beginning, it has a middle, and then it has an end. So there are different client success plans that are based on the phase the client is in and whether or not they are achieving their goals. Once the client gets into like a cadence part, this is after onboarding, you want to also create quarterly milestones and then each quarter have weekly or bi-weekly touch points with them. So Obviously, if you are enrolling your client into a container that is a year long, uh, you're definitely going to want to have quarterly milestones. Even if it's six months or nine months long, you definitely want to have quarterly milestones. You would want to build this into the client success plan. What are their desired Quarterly goals and what are those milestones going to be? What is progress going to look like? We want to break their bigger goals into smaller milestones and have the weekly or biweekly check ins to track their progress towards those smaller and larger milestones. We want to check to see how far they are from their goals and their milestones. This is ultimately going to keep them moving forward, it is going to keep them in forward momentum. It is going to allow them to see their actual progress and be in reality around their progress. And it's also going to help them stay focused on their outcomes and prioritize where they really should be spending their time, effort, energy, what tasks they should be completing, what action steps they should be taking. You know, even during the pre-onboarding and onboarding phase, we want to make sure that we're communicating with our client during the development of the client success plan with them, a a list of use cases and accomplishments or outcomes that they want to achieve. So, you know, again, we've got that onboarding phase, which is the first value that's delivered. Then we have the post-onboarding phase, which... Could be called your cadence phase or your adoption phase or your expansion phase, where we take more of those use cases and identify what might be important for the client and continuously contribute to this mutual plan and map out what we're doing beyond that adoption phase, beyond that cadence phase. Where are they headed? You know, you might be thinking, gosh, this really feels like I am babying or coddling or. Um, creating codependency with my client, or this is just way too much accountability for adults. I want to tell you a quick story. I was just listening to a voice message that a client shared with me. Uh, I do some consulting and training with their team and and, uh, even I'm going to be doing some training inside of their elite level mastermind programs. And some of this particular client's clients have billion-dollar Um, program, they've got, you know, 10 figure companies, nine figure companies, eight figures, seven figures, and six figures. And one of her clients has a $2 billion firm. And they were recently in person, and this person is going to be returning for a, a second year in the very high level mastermind. And this person said, you know what, like, I really, really loved the training that you gave at the beginning of the program which would have been at the beginning of 2023 on the different phases of business and what i would love to see next year is you know a quarterly review and even a monthly review to make sure that we're actually on track with you know focusing on what we should be focusing on, focusing on as a leader and a company based on the actual phase of business we're in um you know when you look at phases of business, a lot of folks are making more money that is far beyond a certain phase of business, but they skipped a lot of the steps and they skipped developing a lot of the systems that he should have in a previous phase. And now that they're really, really far along financially, there are, there's chaos behind the scenes. There are issues and problems behind the scenes. There's um things are going to potentially crumble behind the scenes because certain aspects were skipped in earlier phases and stages of growth in business so no matter how large someone's company or organization is no matter how much money they're making i don't i don't care if they are an adult they still do desire this mutual client success plan Uh, tool and opportunity to continue to build it, continue to iterate it, continue to track their progress and be made very aware by an advisor, a strategist, a consultant, a coach, a mentor, a guide, someone else who can reflect back to them and help them hold the line. So again, no matter how far along someone is, folks are very much looking for and have an expectation of, you know, whatever you decide to call it, a client success plan um, methodology or modality or framework that you are building in to your program. So, you know, we're having these conversations about how to really serve our clients. This, this is not just for you. If you have programs and education courses for Brand new people for newbies who've never done it before. Um, This really goes for everybody. And I would say that the further along someone is in their journey, they actually expect more of this type of support and hands on support when they enroll and invest inside your program. So let's next, I want to talk about improving the success plan process. So, number one, This should be a major factor and major differentiator in your client experience. When you are developing this document, you want to be extremely clear on your client's outcomes and make sure the document is being developed in the client's language. Now, you can decide how you want to do this. I highly recommend that you have team members who are assigned to working with your clients, it could either be the same team member that they're assigned to the whole entire duration of of their program, or you could have certain team members who specialize in working with your clients during the onboarding phase. Certain team members who are specialists in the cadence phase after onboarding, and then certain uh, team members who are specialists in the you know the the back part. The ending part of your client and their journey in your program. So, I recommend that a team member is meeting with them live to help them complete their client success plan, um, not just handing them some sort of form or some sort of document where they're filling it out themselves. But we want to make sure that it is in the client's language. We also want to make sure that we are providing our clients with all the assets and resources and direction that they need during onboarding when we're building out that initial client success plan. So if you have a portal or a location they have access to where you've got trainings available or resources available, make sure you're directing them to exactly where they should be focusing So that they can reach their goals based on their pain points, based on their challenges, based on what their specific goals are, based on their specific milestones, and based on their timeline. We want to be directing them to exactly what they're going to need to have access to so that they can be successful. And if it's not something we're necessarily providing to them, we need to give them some direction on where to find it or how to create it for themselves. We also want to provide our clients with a clear idea on what each phase looks like and how you are driving that part of the journey with the client. And just very much communicate that with them and ensure that they have clarity. We also want to ensure that we are documenting specific success criteria for each milestone that we are mapping out with our client. So if our client is indicating to us what their ultimate outcome is, It's our job to then help them figure out what are the milestones, what are those step-by-step smaller um, goals going to be, what milestones are going to get you there, and what do we want that that cadence or that timeline to look like, and then how are we going to drive those milestones? What are the KPIs? We want to also ensure that we are making the KPIs when we're having these conversations with our clients around the client success plan, we want to ensure that the KPIs being documented are achievable within that particular phase of the customer journey. So if the onboarding phase for for a particular client is going to be, or for your program, maybe you want everybody to be on an onboarding sequence that's the first 30 days of the program, and they are expected to reach XYZ, milestone or result or outcome by the 30-day mark in the program. We want to make sure that those KPIs we are tracking to measure their progress and success are achievable within that particular phase. If it's not, then we are setting our clients up for defeat and failure very early on in our program. We also want to help our clients and ourselves, our team, Focus only on that main milestone during onboarding um, and have a very accurate plan to only achieve that particular outcome and then have other phases later on after onboarding so that the final goal is achieved. And that's a really big area where we as teams and client success teams very much have to step in with our clients. I'm going to, I'll give you another example. I was. Uh, working with uh, one of my clients and their teams. And one of their team members conducts bi-weekly accountability calls for their client base. And uh, they're coming towards the end of the program. And they're starting to have renewal conversations with their clients about returning for another year. And a client came to an accountability call and started talking about their desire to renew in the program. And they were mentioning that, you know, I want to renew, but I need to go out and make X number of dollars so that I can renew. And the number was a multiple five figure number, it was a total amount for the program for the whole year next year. And the first thing that this team member reminded the client of is wait, you don't actually have to have all the money, you just have to have the deposit, which is. You know, it's it's only a fraction of that. So let's take a look at what are you selling? What are you offering? And the client says, well, you know, I created this partnership with somebody else in the program and we've been trying to launch this $1,000 course. We only had one person buy, blah, 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 blah. And so the team member who's having the accountability call says, well, you know, that's going to be a much slower path for you to reach your goal, your financial goal in this shorter period of time. So what else do you have for offer that you could sell fewer of that you're really known for? And we just need to get the word out there for you. And so what she revealed to the accountability coach was that she actually had an offer that's a done-for-you service that is a um, mid-four-figure offer. And she would only have to go sell five of those and in order to make the money for the whole entire program for next year. And so she said, well, why are you not focusing on that? And then they, for this particular program, I think two days later, they had a one of their business coaching calls with the whole entire client base on. And my client, who is the head coach, says, you know, what does anybody in this group know what you do? And maybe there are some other people who want to actually hire you. Within about three to four days, that particular person had sold three of those offers or products to existing clients that she was sitting around. And she she generated more than half of the money that she needed to reinvest in the program for the whole year, right? So the reason why I share that story is because oftentimes clients are straying away and they are engaging in activities that are not going to move the needle forward. They are engaging activities that are not in alignment with the, uh, with the success milestones and not in alignment with their ultimate outcome. And when you do not have client success plans in place, this your clients are so much more susceptible of what I just shared. Now, what I just shared is so common with clients and programs. It's very common. If you are working with entrepreneurs at all, they have ideas all the time. They have squirrel brains. They are chasing shiny objects. They have limiting beliefs that they think, oh, nobody's going to buy my higher price point item. I'm not around those people. I don't know how to pitch it. I don't know how to sell it. Where do I find them? And then they go create these harebrained ideas of things that you know don't cost a lot that they're going to go sell and figure out. And they have to figure out all the marketing and all the sales and the blah, blah, blah. And it actually takes them off course But the problem is they were never really on course to begin with. And so there's this constant kind of re-reminding them of this is the pathway that you need to be if you want to reach your ultimate outcome by the timeline that you say, and, and you are going to hit the success milestones along the way to actually reach that. When you have the client success plan in place and you're having you know, periodic check-ins with your clients. They do not have to be long either. These do not have to be long, drawn out one-on-one sessions. Your clients are going to be so much more likely to have a fighting chance to meet their success milestones and to ultimately hit their outcome. Now, it may not go perfectly. It may not go along the timeline that you thought it would. There may be other success milestones that have to be thrown into the mix, But it becomes so much easier for you, your team, to support the client, you and your team to support the client, and for the client to know where they're at in the process and how far away they are. It actually helps the client hold themselves even more accountable. So that is super important that you are focusing only on the main milestones during the onboarding phase or any other phase in the program where your clients have a client growth plan or client success plan. And you need to make sure you have a very accurate plan to only achieve that particular outcome and then have other phases so that the final goal is achieved. Now, reporting around the actualizing of the value outlined in the success plan, we want to make sure that there is real-time access to where you, your client is currently at in their progress or their process. It needs to be made very clear to them and your team what action steps or tasks they should be completing and when those are due. And within those milestones, you can also create tasks that clearly define which values uh, or which success milestones or what goals and outcomes have been realized that can be added to your client success plan and then you also want to make sure that you are sharing the client success plans with your larger team. So everyone on your team at your company should actually have access to every single client's client success plan. And you want to have meetings with your team. This is something that you should be doing either once a month or biweekly depending on how large of a program you have, possibly weekly. Just depends. There's lots of different ways to do that, where you're going over all of your client success plans so that the team is aware of where each person is at. This truly creates a client-centric organization within your whole entire company. Um, With your clients, you also want to have, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, you want to have a monthly business review and a quarterly business review. Uh, making sure that the tactical activities they should be completing are on track. And you can also fast track any deliverables that they may be able to fast track. Because remember, some of your clients want to move faster than others. So at least to have quarterly reviews with them and monthly reviews with them, just like the client that I mentioned uh, the client of my client who has a $2 billion company and she's starting some other companies. She's asking for that. She wants that. So all of this helps to make sure you are driving outcomes for your clients and they are driving outcomes for themselves for the next month and for the next quarter. It helps them see how far they are from achieving their final goals and it gives you this upfront display of value realization and reinforcement of value delivery that your client success team is actually delivering onto the client. And that is really, really important. You know, we don't want to be so wrapped up also in the value that our clients have already achieved in the past or value that we have already delivered. Instead of focusing on what else can we do to maximize the full value and progress you have made to completely accomplish the goal, what else can we do? Because if you aren't thinking and helping your client think and see the future, you are actually going to be missing out on upsell opportunities to your existing client. So, you know, all of this really helps with agreements around success criteria and how you're going to measure success with your clients. How are they going to measure their success inside of your program? And really track the progress of your clients on those cadence calls that you have with them, whatever those cadence calls look like, or how periodic you should be having them based on how you've got your education or coaching company set up. So I hope that you got some extreme value from today's conversation. Uh, Just a couple of takeaways from this. You know, if you do not currently have client success plans in your organization or client growth plans, this would be a great conversation for you to strike up with your team on your next team meeting. As it relates to how are you improving your programs and helping your clients be even more successful? So if you don't have them at all, start having that conversation with your team. Uh, if you do already have some form of a client success plan or client growth plan, you know, are you only creating one at the very beginning of the program and and nobody's ever really paying attention to it after that? I would have a conversation with your team around how to make some improvements there, and you know. Take a look at your client growth plan. How often are you developing new ones for or with your clients? Do you, do your team, do all your team members and your clients all have access to the same living, breathing, kind of moving, constantly updated, updating document um, that is their client success plan? Is that easily accessible by everybody? Are you, do you have like this one central location where all communication and all communication, notation and updates are being logged by your team and by your client. You want to make sure you have that in place. And then finally, how are you determining the progress that your clients are making? How are you measuring their success? And it's too late to wait until the end of the program. These have to be things that you are doing on a quarterly, monthly, possibly even bi-weekly possibly even weekly basis, depending on your program, depending on how you have your program and your curriculum set up, that is incredibly important because that's your reputation on the line. That is your referrals on the line. That is your retention on the line. That is your renewals on the line. That's your client success and their experience on the line. So you have a lot, a lot that you can take back to your teams from this conversation. Uh, Possibly you can have some of your team members take a listen to it who may be supporting with client success in your organization. So if you loved this episode, I would appreciate you so much to share this out with other people in your world that may also find great benefit from it. Share it out on social media channels and tag me so that I can also give you a shout out and other folks can hear about the show. I promise you, you sharing this show is the number one and pretty much the only way that we increase our listenership here at the Built to Last show. So it would mean the world to me if you would share this out, if you find any value at all from these episodes. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, remember to design a business and life that is built to last. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.